Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? What's up, family out there? You listening? Coming to you live from Central Wisconsin, where it is Monday, the 25th of July already. And I got some good stuff for you guys this weekend. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I had a chance to uh, go visit my grandchildren yesterday for their birthday party and uh, hang out with a family. And uh, it's good for the soul, man. It's good for the soul. The worst part about moving away from from um, the shithole that is Illinois uh, is uh, being away from family and friends and and all that stuff. And, and one way it helps me, I can focus on you know, what we're trying to do here, which is very important to me in, in my life. So, um, you know, and on that front, it's important, but man, not, not getting a chance to be around family and see them as much as you want. It does kind of suck, man. So I had a chance to go hang out with them yesterday, five hours of driving, but Hey, it doesn't matter. Uh, I had a chance to, to relax and just kind of have fun and see the family and give hugs and, you know, just try to live normal life, which is impossible to, to do these days. Apparently, um, it's uh it's a crazy world out there. Uh, I think I think we'd all have lived better lives if we just turned the televisions off. Like literally, just forget about TV from now on, <laughs> and our world would be a much better place. Um, I, I had uh, some discussions, you know, about uh, about current events and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, I <laughs> you never realize who you're, who's out there listening. <laughs> so, um, you know, I just got to do. I just got to do the me- send the messaging and hope that um, people don't take it personally. Cause that's not what this is about here. That's not what, what we do here. Um, so hopefully people see that um, this, this weekend, was it this weekend or I'm, I'm not sure exactly, but, but Steve Kirsch and Patrick Gunnels had a discussion about, um, is there a SARS COVID-2 virus? Yes. That's what all the evidence says. Um, he, he says, I interview virus denier Patrick Gunnels to clarify his views. And they had about a two-hour discussion, which was pretty interesting. There was a lot of, you know, a lot of in-depth discussion. Um, and, it's, and that's the thing that's, that's crazy about our world is I don't see how anybody who, who uh, follows current events in this world could, could take anything the government says and be like, oh, okay, or anything pharma companies say and say and just and take it for, you know, that they're that, that they're not trying to do nefarious things. Um, 
I guess that's a hard realization to get to. I remember talking to some Aussies and they were like, I choose to believe that our healthcare industry is not trying to harm me. <laughs> okay. So you can't break, if you can't break through that, then you'll just never break through. Um, so I, you know, you just, all you have to do is just keep sharing the information and keep sharing the information that's important about these decisions that people have to make that are going to, um, they're going to change their life and it already has changed people's lives. Um, and it's, it's, it's already helped helping to spread variants of this manufactured virus. Um, and, and you know, then the narratives out there went from, uh, safe and effective from preventing you from getting COVID was the way it was sold at first. And then they decided to change that and say, no, it's, it's actually just meant to help make sure that you don't die from it. And then they were like, well, maybe not that either because a lot of people are still dying from just getting the shot itself, not even from COVID. And then they were like, well, these blood clots, this, these are, that's just a false narrative. That's just conspiracy theory stuff that's not linked to it. And then there's children dying from it now. Um, it, everybody has different genetics. So, of course, a, an experimental vaccine that hasn't gone through the normal testing process that is, is, was funded and created by it through emergency use um, – there's no, there's no foundational part of, of, of the research to, to prove anything conclusively, I, you know, right. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't argue conclusively anything about this stuff. You, you can find information everywhere that says all kinds of interesting things, but you can't really argue conclusively about it because there's so much disinformation abound. So it's uh, it's crazy the the decisions that people are having to make in in this world where um, the information flow is so controlled, and we are so apt to um, fall back on our confirmation bias of you know well I used to get a flu shot so what you know it, this, this is deadly so I I, I need to um, the, the the control that fear has over your mind over people's minds is scary. Um, so that's one of the things that I learned. Um, but it's, you know, again, there's too much demonizing of people on all sides of the discussion on any topic, <laughs> you know, it's like they, they don't, they're not lockstep in line with my view or with president Trump's view. So therefore traitor there, there's way too much, um, of that going on out there. And it, and it, that's purposeful disinformation that's injected by foreign countries like Russia and others to sow division. It, our, our government and our media does it as well, but it's, it's not just our government and our media that are sowing division and propaganda. It's happening from, uh, from foreign nations all around the world that would love nothing more than to see the United States fail. What happens if the United States fails? That what happens to us? Does, it, does anybody consider that? I'm not sure people do. Um, anyways, there's my kind of opening monologue. It was a great weekend. Um, I did get a chance finally to cut the grass, and I got my grass kind of in the spot. Now that I got all the weeds out of it, now all the crabgrass is invading me. So I may have missed the uh, crabgrass right off for this summer, but I might try to get that done this week. Uh, there was a lot of great stuff that also happened this weekend from you guys. I got um, the funding for... Uh, what we are going to try to be doing, what we are going to go to, I should say, we're going to go to um, the pit uh, in a couple of weeks. And I cannot wait to get there. And I can't believe that you guys have already stepped up to the tune of $1,000 already to where I'm going to get my plane tickets booked tonight and my hotel booked. Um, 
later this week, uh, once I find out more about um, uh, lodging information and stuff like that. So because of you guys, we're already raised a thousand now. Originally, I, I estimated conservatively <laughs> around a thousand because I don't want to be like, I need three thousand. No, I need ten thousand dollars to travel to the pit. You know, I'm not I, I want to make it as as frugal and as reasonable to just get me there and back home safe <laughs> have a place to stay and cover my food expenses so that you know i don't i don't put a burden on my wife while i'm away you know what i'm saying so uh that that's only where i'm at so we're we're at we've raised a thousand uh thank god to so many great patriots out there robin sent me a check that i got um my p.o box today so i got that put into the bank bank account uh several of you guys over the weekend and today still are, are already helping to contribute to to the cause and i'm really looking forward to getting all of you guys involved, the uncensored family involved in the action that we're going to take. You know what I'm saying? This isn't just a, I'm not just going to go to the pit, come back and be like, cool, that was cool. Nice little vacation. <laughs> you know, th this is the foundation of what the future of our activism as a community, as the uncensored family is going to look like warrior Mima just dropped five coffees on me. God bless you. Freestyler, um, Margaret, Mary, someone, someone else <laughs> from the, from the beard brigade. Chris dropped one on me for onward. Ilda cat girl helped Jay, someone else. <laughs> Their name says someone. So I don't, um, the, the Plora, Laura, Chris, again, new Kool-Aid and Robin K all of you guys, have been dropping the co the mic the coffees on me. I got several um, PayPal donations this weekend and uh, Friday as well. Uh, I want to give you guys shout outs too as well. Um, make sure that I um, that I acknowledge you all. Victoria, uh, God bless you. Thank you very much. Jeremy, much love. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that very much. Um, I think there was a couple others. Those were those were the two main from PayPal. I think that I made sure that I wanted to make sure I got freestyle. I got you. Okay, so there we go. That's the catching up on the on the people who are helping to fund, get us to the pit, right? Because again, this isn't about me. This is about us. This is about bringing the uncensored family into the Patriot games. And then as a team, we're going to all work together and just do whatever you can. I mean, not, not everybody's going to be able to go watch ballot boxes or whatever. Right. Uh, but somebody may have a, a relationship with their local sheriff in a certain County or in a certain state where we need to have um, some intervention, taking care of things like that. So this is, this is the plan guys. And I'm, I'm stoked. I'm so looking forward to it. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart god bless you guys you're just you guys are just you know you you show it, it's only it's not like i i i i need to know that you guys appreciate what we what we do here as a team um with money that it's never about that it's always been about just fighting the narrative trying to be you know uh, a representative for our republic that's positive as far as the information flow and presenting you guys with the information that will help form your opinions or um the you know the information that you need to see to help uh, further inform you about what's really going on in the world so that's all we try to do here we try to keep it you know fairly <laughs> fairly um on the level um you know, we'll, we'll talk about some, some fun stuff here and there every now and then, but for the most part, we stay focused on the information. And I got about 20 articles today that are important that I need you guys to see. Um, there's, I don't know, a great mix of all kinds of stuff out there. Timothy Ramthun, the governor debate here in Wisconsin. I got to show you some of the, some of the video from that. 
Um, there was protests all over the world over the weekend and not a freaking word from anybody in the mainstream media. Wait till I show you all of the protests around the world this weekend. It was very impressive to watch. So we'll get into that. There's several Substacks and great articles out there that have been written over the weekend uh, that I want to make sure I, co I cover for you guys. So we'll read those and we'll get to this, some other stuff as well. Um, I, you know, really, there's just a, a, a my usual Monday mix is what it looks like. So thank you all for being here today. And thanks again for the love, support and prayers for doing what you guys can to help uh, help cover the expenses of the pit. I really appreciate it. Uh, everyone over there on the Foxhole.app is working their way in here today. Thanks, guys, very much. Darth Q, Scorp, Brad, Victoria, Belouche in the house. I want to um, I'll be in late Geneva all week. You want to meet? Yes, Belouche, I do. Um, I will. Let's see. I mean. Dude, I got, I got so much crap I got to do. I got a warning on my land already from the zoning administrator because my land's a freaking disaster because I haven't had time because it rains every day. I want to go out there or I haven't had the money to get stuff together to go out there. So, um, but yeah, dude, let's, if you're, you're only, that's what, I think about two hours, I think, um, to late, a little less, um, about hour and 45 or so. So it's not too bad of a drive. Um, I'll definitely come hang out with you, bro, for a, for an evening or whatever you want to do, man, Friday night, or I don't know, pick, pick a day, email me. Um, uh, let's see, Alan at uncensoredave.com and we'll, we'll, we'll swap digits and we'll figure it out, bro. Um, definitely would love to hang out with you, bro. Uh, Glenn's in the house. Thank you for the gold pills, 145 gold pills. I appreciate that very much. And all of you guys out there for the love, support and prayers as always. Um, and always, you know, make sure if you can help share the stream with somebody, I'm, I'm, you know, just try to tell somebody why you watch the show and your favorite social media, and maybe they'll come up and hang out with us for a while, and I'll rub them the wrong way within five minutes, and then they'll turn around and shut me off. So that, that's how that'll work. But well, you never know. <laughs> Bonnie, thank you. Rock the pit. Can't wait to hear all the all you bring back. I, I may try to stream that night. Um, there's going to be a there's a I think there's a party going on that night, or at least a get you know a gathering with uh, all the great patriots. I wouldn't mind talking to, to them again. I talked to Patel last night, Patel Patriot, uh, just trying to get an idea of what's going on out there and what, what the plans are and stuff like that. Um, so we definitely want to try to get together, but I would love to, I could bring my live stream here and we could do like a, a an after action live show with all of the great Patriots that are there gathering, you know, in a little, in a room or something like that. I don't know. Um, that's, um, Roger that, Belouche. I will definitely – you DM, DM me here on Foxhole or uh, – thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hit you up, bro, soon after the show tonight. I appreciate it. Just so you know, I don't do that for everyone, Tori. I, I, you guys are just amazing. Thank you. You offer to drive me down. I uh, appreciate it. I sent a link to help uh, a lady here in Dallas if you can. Um, yeah, I'll check it out tonight, and then I'll uh, – if, if it's uh, interesting, I'll uh, check – I'll uh, show it to the show tomorrow. Uh, give me a little time to just do a little bit of uh, work on it to, to make sure it's all on the up and up. I appreciate it. So thank you, Bonnie. I appreciate that. So, um, yeah, that's an option, too. And then really, I don't have to bring. I can just bring my GoPro and a hotspot um, so I could have a hotspot turned on and I could just um, just stream it from my GoPro directly through my phone. So so that's an option. Um, I wouldn't have to have my whole streaming gear set up. Um, so we'll see. I'll, I'll at least bring everything that I have. I'll have my mics and, you know, cameras in action. <laughs> um, and if we can pull something together like that, um, we might do it like an after action report debrief, uh, live debrief discussion of, okay, you know, let, then he said this and then that, and we can kind of just have a discussion about it. And then you guys can be like kind of the first to know about what's going on. So we'll see how, if, you know, I'll talk to Greg first before we do anything like that as well, make sure that everything's on the up and up. But I'm pretty sure once we get, um, th this information, uh, distributed to the, they 
call them influencers. I'm not an influencer. I'm just some schmuck <laughs> who has an audience. But there are some people who have, you know, huge audiences that are going to be there as well that will help be able to share the information to you guys as well. So it's going to be all over the place. Yeah, we'll not forget the audio. So there you go. Thanks, guys. Uh, great crowd over there on the Fox to working their way over here today. Keep true, Dex Rizzo in the house. Good to see you. Um, let's see, Belouche, Liberty Bells, uh, Sergeant Sparky's out there hanging out. Good to see you, Hope All as well. Uh, let's see, Belouche, Belouche. Yes, I will hit you up. Just want to say hello to everyone out there. Darth Q, Politius, thank you for dropping all the links out there. Max Uno and many others on the foxhole.app. Thanks, guys. Do me a favor. Tell a friend, tell a family member about, member about the foxhole.app. There is a bunch of great streamers over here that have present just, just different information from different sources for you to, you know, bring in and try to help form your worldview about what the hell's going on out there. If you can figure it out, good luck. UK Neil, Uncensored Dave, some dude, some schmucks over there streaming right now, building, <laughs> just informed media based Amy Schill. Uh, chill, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry about that, buddy. Mr. C. True reporting. Drunk Pinata. Donnie Johnny Dangerously. Sloan TV. WRH Rivero. Patriot News and Patriot Soapbox are all streaming live right now on the Foxhole.app. So if you can't find somebody that has in interesting information that you may want to follow, uh, I don't know. Don't don't change to to CNN or MSNBC or any of the other agencies. Don't do that. Uh, but find your information from a different source because. Oh, there is so much crap out there. OAN's been doing a great job. I've been I keep them on just to monitor, see kind of what they're talking about. And every now and then they'll break a story that uh, nobody else has broken. So they've been doing really good work out there. So appreciate that very much. Oh, you guys working over your way your way in here over here on the Foxhole, excuse me, on Rumble. A good crowd working their way in here today. Chris, thanks for dropping all the links out there. God bless you. I hope you had a great weekend. Thanks again for your support for the pit. Helios, Ildi, thanks again for to you. Much love. Uh let's see. Glenn. Uh let's see. Yeah, just Mojo's out there lurking, getting her way in here. There she is. I <laughs> got you right at the right time. Good to see you, dear. Hope all's well. Thank you for everything you do as well. I appreciate you helping me to to create that banner and and um you know just helping to spread the word. Uh, you guys are just awesome people. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see, D Live crowds out there lurking and and hanging out. That's I don't know. They they banned my chat because I was sharing the important links out there that you guys need to need to read for to to form your opinion. That's not just uh, puppeted information. Information that is accepted, accepted information from accepted sources. It's all of the information that you can discern for yourself, and they didn't like that. So, figures. Tiger Network still is not working. So, tour3.com, they are still working on it. And the hacker known as Dumbfuck uh, took, you know, targeting Jim as always, because God forbid you'd have free speech in this world. So, there's that. And then let's see. Telegram crowds. Uh, there's a few over there working their way in here today. Thanks, guys. That's just kind of just to give everyone a heads up that we're out here uh, streaming. And then Cloud Hub crowds out there lurking and hanging out as well. So I appreciate you guys very much. If you want to find out uh, how to get a hold of the links or where to, where to find me, uncensoredave.com is the website. If I can get it pulled up, I hit it here somewhere. Um, you can watch the Telegram and True Social links at the very top right there in the podcast. Just search Uncensored Abe. We're on episode 314 today. Podbean, My Heart, Apple, Google, Spotify, pick one. Anyone, the most popular out there seems to be Podbean. Uh, several of you on Spotify and um, many of you on iHeart as well. A lot of you guys just listen from the website. So bookmark the website if you want to find the show. Monday through Friday, 5 Eastern. I did it right that time. 4 Central, Foxhole, DLive, Twitch, Rumble, Cloud Hub, Tiger Network, where you can find the live streams. You can always see the previous two shows up on the website, as well as how to help keep the lights on. I got 
got bills, and I appreciate all your guys' help. Just show, help share the stream. Tell somebody about us. Cash at PayPal, Patreon, and buy me a coffee or where you can find that. Finally, check out MyPillow.com backslash Abe. They, they are doing a great job at, at uh, marketing and helping to support alternate streamers and different information sources. Um, it's, a, it's a win-win for all of us. You guys get yourself some cool stuff, and then you can help support the stream, and then uh, they, MyPillow costs me a check once a month for, you know, it's not, it's, I'm not making a huge amount off of them, so it's not like, you know, I'm getting rich off of having my pillow as a as a you know as a sponsor and they're still sponsoring me so they that's very kind of them to reach out to to smaller platforms like ours and, and hang out with us and and help help support us and we can help support them they got their slippers their sandals their bed sheets have the sale of the year on those going on right now so you can get yeah i'm thinking about getting some of these bed sheets because these are the ones that don't that are kind of cool at night and I, I it's just getting in the summer it gets so hot no matter what you know what i'm saying that uh it's nice to have those kind of uh percale bed sheets buy one get one free, free bed sheets towel sets and um blank bleach blankets beach towels my pillows pick one anyone they got everything on sale over there they changed the website again over this weekend so they got the bath towels on sale the bath sheets all kinds of really cool stuff check it out when you get time mypillow.com backslash abe and you can get yourself some cool stuff and help the stream and then uh help mike lindell it's a it's a win-win for all of us so thanks guys for hanging out with us today let's get to the show finally once and for all as I do have a ton of stuff that you guys need to see today. So let's let's hop to it here pretty quick if I can figure out where my Fox will stream. There it is. All right. So that's the plan for today. Bonnie's those slippers are really, really nice. <laughs> I bet they are. I've been wanting to get some of those. Um, ABR, humble. But honestly, if it were not for you and other intelligent voices like yourself, I don't know where I would be in this emotional roller coaster. You inspire, educate, and keep hope alive. So thank you. Bonnie, that's very kind of you. Thank you. That's, that is the... Um, that's the plan. The dates for the pit is, what did I do with my, let me just make sure I get it right. It's, um, what did I do with it? You guys have sent, you guys have, uh, blown up my, um, emails to where I can't find anything. Let's see. Invitation to the pit. There it is. It is, um, let me make sure I get the date right. Cause I, I just kind of looked at it, but I didn't really uh, check market in the brain. You know what I'm saying? It is uh, August, middle middle of August, the, thir- the 13th weekend. So that's when that is. I have a dream sheets. The dream sheets and the slippers are legit nice. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting those, um, um, the new, what do they call those? Um, they're not the slippers. They're like the flip-flops or whatever. Did you see those? They, they just kind of redesigned them. What is, I have too much shit on my screen and I can't find any. <laughs> there it is. Uh, the sandals, the new sandals. These things look pretty, pretty nice, man. It's tough to get a nice pair of sandals for 30 bucks. So I'm thinking about getting one of these kind of nice, but anyways, yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. Protest all over the country this weekend. JD, Judy the Lady Puck, thank you for the cookie. God bless you. Uh, protest all over the, I mean, I'm not kidding, man. Every, almost every country had some serious protests this weekend. And we're going to start off this with, with uh, New Zealand and then London. Uh, so we'll start there, and we're going to go through this this feed here that has... I don't know how long it's going to take, but I want to show you. It's crazy because it's amazing that nobody's saying a word about this. You know what I'm saying? You guys notice that there's not a single mainstream media source talking about protests all around the world. Well, there's some, you know, but it's just not not very in depth. Not considering 
the amount of of people that are just freaking fed up and uniting in solidarity and saying, I'm done with this stuff. This is New Zealand uh, this weekend. <laughs> Truckers and a huge crowd there protesting uh, the freedom rally. We move as one stop agenda 2030 London COVID vaccine victim March. Look at the size of the, of this crowd in London this weekend. Look at all these people. That is a very large crowd in London. They've just about freaking had it over there. I can't blame them. So God bless all of the people of the United Kingdom standing up and saying, that's it. All right, so there's that. What else do we have here? We have... That was England. Um, Freedom Convoy in Calgary, Canada. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This morning, I'm joined by my colleague, Mocha Bazirgan, as we follow the convoy up from Calgary, Alberta, at the Flying J, all the way up to Edmonton, Alberta, at Parliament later today. If you'd like to see our full coverage, go to FarmerRebellion.com to stay tuned for our most recent updates. FarmerRebellion.com is where you can find out more information and find more um, how to get involved if you so choose. This is Panama City, or Panama. Um... I'm not quite sure what I'm looking at here. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Australia, Brisbane, Australia had a great rally this weekend on the 23rd of July. revolution <laughs> we are one with the uh, the MAGA um, what do you call it the MAGA lion also Brisbane Several thousand at that rally there. Whoops. Uh, let's see. We have Can Canberra, Australia, Freedom Rally. We are one. We are one. We are one. We Huge crowd in Canberra, Australia. Thousands and thousands and thousands. Barcelona, Spain, several thousand protesters in Barcelona this weekend in solidarity with the truckers, the the farmers, excuse me, Dutch farmers. All right, uh, let's see. This is then New York. Uh, community residents join as a seventh, uh, community peace, prayer, and presence walk in Brooklyn. Uh, Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, huge rally there. Demonstration against the government, rising food prices and cost of living. 
can't. I have. I have no idea what they're saying, so yeah. Uh, Buckingham Palace, London, England, on the 22nd of July. Second video from Buckingham Palace. Several thousand out there. Uh, move as one, Edmonton, uh, Canada. We move as one trucker rally on the on the road, or vehicle rally, I should say. And that line looks like it's miles back there. <laughs> That's a huge line. Um, well, I'd say several miles back. I thought I thought Italy may have gone full um <laughs> censored Abe. I thought Italy may have gone full uh um fascist. I think well, I thought we may have lost them, but it looks like we have not. That was we move as one Canada was the last one. This is Italy uh this weekend. Uh lots and thousands and thousands of people out there rallying this weekend over there as well. And that is for, let's see, the, that rally was um, no NATO, no UE. So there's that. Uh, here's that rally. Here's the video of that. Makes you want to dance, you know what I'm saying? All right, so that's Italy. Uh, farmers in Amsterdam, Netherlands uh, as well. Oh, that one's deleted. Let's see. Buckingham Palace, London, England. We got that one covered. Freedom Convoy, Canada. There's an overall video of that. The numbers are more than tripled from the Calgary starting point. So huge numbers there. Um, let me keep going here. There's still a lot more to get to. There's there's a lot this weekend, but I want to, you know, no one's really talking about this, so I feel like I need to spend a little bit of time on this. This has been going on all summer long pretty much, and I haven't really covered it that much. So um, this is in Germany. Reutlingen, Reutlingen, something like that. Germany uh, as well in solidarity with the Dutch farmers. Whoops. Um, also, that was also Germany. It's like four minutes long. A lot of people out there. That's a huge rally there as well. 
Uh, let's see. Germany got that one. Uh, Holland. Here is from Holland. Let's watch 43 seconds from Holland here. Okay, but I'm not listening to them honking horns the whole time. Sorry. <laughs> I wonder if he has one of those little ringers on his bike. You know, goes by zing zing. Italians are sweet people. I've never been there. I, I, I would love to go um, spend some time there for sure. Hey, Space Cookies in the house. Good to see you. Sean Joe, thanks for the cookie and Donkey Punch. Let's go to Europe. Get your shit together. <laughs> so there is in Holland. What else do we got here? Um, Venezuela. Workers and civil servants marched from Av to Parque Carabobo. Carabobo? Yeah. To demand the revocation of the instruction on the end of the persecution against social fighters, better living conditions, and to increase the cost of living. So they want they need they want the government to um, give them more handouts, apparently. That, that's how that works usually. Once you get a few handouts from the government, then they want more. Uh, there's London again. We got that one already. Uh, Dutch farmers to the world. Hello, I am Rutger van Leer, one of the point of contacts of the farmer in the Netherlands. And uh, enough is enough. We are the Dutch and the world going Dutch. This Frans Jan de Beek and Jaap Segwaard, one of the farmers here in the Netherlands. Frans Jan? Yes, thank you. I'm Frans Jan de Beek, a dairy farmer uh, close to Amsterdam with milk cows. We really appreciate all the support we get from foreign farmers all over the world in our battle to fight the system that we are in in Holland right now. They want to get rid of all the farmers for fake reasons and we're not going to allow that. So stand with us. Do you want to say something to Canada? A little thank you for Canada. Thank you, thank you for your support. And we appreciate it. And uh, we are a big battle in Holland. Stand with us. We going to win. We are the Dutch. We are the Dutch. You are the Dutch, and we are one. We stand with you. God bless you, uh, Sarge Sparky. You got some got some sandals coming your way. Nice. This is Brazil. A march for Jesus with Bolsonaro in Brazil. Man, I love seeing this. Brazil is an amazing country. Look at the size of that march. Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands of people out in Brazil. The March for Jesus with, with Javier Bolsonaro. Wait, actually, Javi? I, what the, how the hell do you say his first name? Um, Canadians gathered in front of the Dutch embassy to show support for the, for the farmers as well this weekend. They were all over the place, all over the top of it. Thousands out there in front of the embassy. Um, Winnipeg, Canada had a big rally. Support for the Dutch farmers. Uh, Castleman, Ontario, another huge rally all over Canada this weekend, all over the world this weekend. It's just amazing, dude. That's why I'm like, I, I, can't, I feel like I really have to spend time on this today. You know what I'm saying? Look, this is just an amazing weekend. Brazil, March for Jesus, baby. Praise God. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Well, look at this. <laughs> that is so awesome, man. 
Tell me how tell me how bad it is in the world. Tell me that we've lost it. Mm-mm. They want you to think that we are the minority. They want you to think that we have no power. And man, are they going to start getting a rude awakening here? This is comes to us from where is this one? Um, oh, that's also Brazil. Okay, so huge uh, Netherlands, Amsterdam yesterday, a massive turnout in Amsterdam yesterday in a party atmosphere. I mean, that, that's not a small rally of people. That's not just a couple thousand. That is a lot. That is tens of thousands of people in Amsterdam this weekend. Let's see what else we got here. Ottawa, Canada. <laughs> pick, pick a city in Canada, and people came out in full force, man. Montreal. <laughs> patriotic and just freedom loving patriots all around the world standing up and just saying you know what we've had enough of this shit we are not going to we are not going to bow to these scumbag nazis that are trying to control our world alberta rally let's see manitoba here's the manitoba <laughs> ontario Let's see, Canada-wide, man, Vancouver, Dutch consulate in Vancouver. (laughs) Thunder Bay, Canada, there you go. There's one spot that I would love to go up to, Nova Scotia, Thunder Bay area. That would be freaking awesome. Uh, Two minutes from a Patriot out there. We're just getting ready to slow roll. Here they are. So there you go. There's that. Um, Quebec, Canada. Cambridge, Ontario, Canada, on the way to Vaughan. So they had the they had they covered pretty much the whole journey in Canada for the whole rally. That's pretty cool. Um, aerial view of Quebec convoy headed to Ottawa. So here's a here's a bigger view. <laughs> miles and miles and miles of cars. We easily had 100 to 200 vehicles in our group. And then there was another group of 200 odd vehicles that never even made it to the protest. Somehow we were able to make it. You're saying at least 200 when it looks like more than that. Uh, Let's see. Where is this? That is Panama. Um, And I I got a D in Spanish, so. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. More Canada, more Canada. Let me, let me move down here to more fresher stuff from yesterday. Yeah, I'm going to cover that in a second here, too. That's all of them. I guess we got them covered. Um, Philip, Nope, I didn't. I missed one. Philippines. crazy right i mean it's just it's amazing to watch um all around the world so there is your summary of um 
of the protest. What do you guys think? I see a lot of great comments out there. You guys are like, yeah, man, it's, it's um, it's pretty cool to watch, right? So there you go. There's the summary from around the world. <laughs> Spell check. <laughs> Tubers are far more awake in the in the, uh, the population in the United States. No wonder the U.S. is called an experiment. An experiment in the globalist cabal. Yeah, that's the truth there. All right. Um, so there's that. Um, pretty cool to see that this weekend. I was just I was I, I my literally my telegram just kept going off with it because I I was wanted to see what it was like and. I end up mutinate. <laughs> Where we go, one we go all worldwide. Indeed, deplore Laura. Much love. Thanks again for your support and helping to get me to the pit. I appreciate it. All right. So from Ron Watkins, I definitely need to talk about this um, because <laughs> there's a lot of people that that hear something and it's 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 shy. It puts uh, like a, a negative light or it, it, uh, it questions president Trump or it's, uh, any, you know, anything that is, that is, um, crit- criticizes president Trump in this world is, uh, chastised as, uh, you're just a freaking traitor. You're just a jerk. And I don't believe it. Um, you know, part of that division tactics of, of propaganda and the rest that foreign countries are pushing into America as well as here in America as well. Um, we have to make sure that we that we understand propaganda is coming from all sides. <laughs> if you don't think the Russian foreign ministry is capitalizing on some of the propaganda that comes from Anans and other places, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we just got to keep we just got to make sure that we're keeping an eye out. Um, on all sides and try to share the best information we can. Ron Watkins, of course, the rally was this weekend. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was a cool Friday night to hang out uh, with um, the true reporting. And uh, so if you, I don't know if you guys saw that or not. It was, it was fun to hang out with him and just kind of watch the rally and banter around a little bit and talk about different topics, including Russia and stuff. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's tough because we – a lot of people have like fallen back to their their trusteds, you know, <laughs> in, in a world where it's so propagandized that they're like, I don't believe anything that person says anymore, you know. So people fall back on their on their only trusteds, and then they only listen to what they have to say, and then, yeah. Um, from Ron this weekend, I'm just gonna read what he's what he said, and then we'll discuss it a little bit. It's time for the truth, says Ron Watkins. Trump, Trump's endorsement of my congressional opponent at the Prescott rally was quite disappointing for many people, including me. Trump was booed by the crowd loudly for endorsing my opponent. When Trump announced his candidacy in 2015, I began getting the word out for him online. And the website I ran was one of the top sites to bring traffic to Trump's campaign site during his primary and general elections. When Trump won the presidency... Q started posting on the site that I ran, and I kept my mouth shut about all of that. For many years, I was attacked left, right, and center over the allegations that I was Q. While I literally had nothing to do with the project besides being the admin of the site that Q posted on. During the 2020 election, I fought day and night against the the, the steel to help to save inte- the integrity of the vote and prove that Trump won the election. We all know he won, and that's why we must have many poll watchers and ballot box sentries this time around while staying vigilant 
about protecting our rights. I was not paid for any work that I did to fight the steel. As anybody should do, I was fighting for my country and president. It, it is no surprise to me that Trump did not endorse me. Last October, I asked a prominent person close to Trump about what it would take to get the president's endorsement. The, the person I asked told me that I needed to put a million dollars of my own money into the campaign, hire a specific person into my campaign for $10,000 a month, and give that person a win bonus, and then the endorsement would probably come. I declined the offer. Sadly, I have learned that the politics is all about big donors, PACs, and lobbyists. I have taken no lobbyist money have very scant big donor money, and as far as I, I know, there are no PACs putting money into my campaign. The biggest donors to my campaign were from a certain great doctor's family, someone you all know, a few of my family's friends, and an awesome guy who makes cell phone cases. The majority of the contributions to my campaign were small donations directly from the people. I had to consistently ask for donations on social media in order to fundraise the campaign. When my opponents put up fundraising when my opponents put up fundraising numbers showing millions of dollars raised without having the significant online presence, you really start to wonder where exactly that money is coming from. It certainly didn't come from you in all likelihood and won't be representing you or your values. Thank you, everybody who contributed and donated time, effort, and heart into this campaign. I may or may not win. The voters in, in Arizona, CD2, will decide that on August 2nd, but I certainly did the best I could with the resources that I had available to me. God bless Ron Watkins. So <laughs> it is um, now there's a couple things I want to say about this, right? Because it's, this does not mean, okay. This does not mean that president Trump was presented with the option by one of his advisors to, to endorse, to pick who to endorse and that Ron was included in that option to endorse, right? It doesn't mean that president Trump was asked, do you want to endorse Ron or not? All right. It means that somebody high up in his campaign uh, team um, and his PACs, whoever controls that decide probably made that decision without president Trump's knowledge. Right. But it, it's just further highlights the realities of you know, of our, uh, of our, of, of money and politics and that it, it's just never going to change. So, um, it is disappointing and it, you know, I, I wish president Trump would have endorsed Timothy Ramthune here in Wisconsin. Um, he is the grassroots candidate. I'm glad he didn't endorse Rebecca Clayfish because she's, she's just the establishment, uh, Voss slash Paul Ryan wing of the party. Um, Tim Michaels seems to be a genuine dude who would probably do a great job uh, just as Tim Ramthing would. So, you know, nothing really against Tim, just other, other than the fact that the person who first stood up for election integrity here in Wisconsin and, and is risking his, his uh, house seat here in Wisconsin, uh, he's not going to be able to run for that house seat now. So he's risking having any kind of influence in Madison over, over making the decision to run and being the one who, who put forth legislation to decertify a fraudulent election based on a maladministration. He was, he was the first one in the country to do that. It seems to me that, 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 that's the kind of candidates that we need running for office. Um, and I, so I really wish he would have, he would have, he would look more closely at other, at the other candidates that are running on his own time, you know, spend the time to do the research. If you, if you're going to endorse somebody, 
then then shouldn't shouldn't you know what the options are and the plus or minuses are, or do you just rely on uh, an advisor's information that's given to you to make that decision? So, you know, I share I shared that uh, as far and wide as I possibly could to make people aware, especially here in Wisconsin and Tim Ramthun's team. You know, I'd love to hear what Tim has to say about this, and I doubt we will. Um, so I made sure to send a message. To, to President Trump and Dan Scavino. And I just said this, a message from Cold Monkey Z, uh, disappointing indeed. Also, Ramthun is a grassroots candidate here in Wisconsin. Don't let the media dictate risk for endorsements. To me, that is the calculus that they're using. They're, they're allowing the media, because of the risk of, of, of a, an attack angle that they could create a false narrative, they're allowing the media to decide which candidate there's gonna, that, that they're going to endorse. That, that, to me, is, is not fighting from a position of strength, and I, I just wish they would stop. The, forget about what the, the hit pieces that are going to be written are, okay? Forget about that. Let the candidate handle that. All right. Don't don't make a calculus on endorsements based on on uh, the risk based based in controversies in the media, because that that calculus no longer exists. So I I, I wish um you know there's several other endorsements that President Trump has made that that are they're calling them MAGA choices. I guess we'll find out when they get in there. It, you know how much backstab is still going to go on out there. Uh, Timothy Ramthum and Rebecca, Rebecca Clayfish and Fake Fish, as they call her, and Tim had a Tim Michaels had a debate this weekend here in Wisconsin. Uh, there's one specific section I want to hear have you guys hear, and then there's also I'm going to try to find another section. I didn't have time; I was running out of time. I was as I was doing show prep today, and we're already 50 minutes into the show. Holy crap! I still got tons of stuff to get to today. I'm going to have to start picking up the pace here. But nonetheless, uh, check this out from this weekend. This is at the uh, to decertify the 2020 presidential results. This is an idea that even this is an idea that even Speaker Voss says is not allowed under the Constitution, Mr. Rantham. You have made decertifying the 2020 presidential election results your number one issue. What evidence do you have either from former Justice Michael Gableman's million dollar review or even on your own to support decertification? I'm surprised I'm the only one. Because the effect of fraudulent elections is causing a lot of the problems we're talking about today. Wrong person, wrong role, wrong time. We've got to get this fixed so we can do it right. There's selections, not elections, if we don't get it right. The receipts coming in on the information that supports the fraud happened and the election was uh, manipulated and the outcome was changed continue to come in every day. Uh, Special Counsel Gableman has done a very good job. His March 1st report came out. I had provided 71 slides and empirical data prior to that. It's all tied to fact and truth, and it's supported by seven constitutional attorneys and constitutional experts that say we can. Now, the people who say we can't, I'm a Republican, by the way, not a Republican. I want them to get in. We had a chance to do this in the Rules Committee, and we didn't, didn't get it done. Can I get 30 more seconds on that? Unfortunately, you cannot, but I will follow up and ask you. The recount in Wisconsin added votes to Biden, so again, can you give us examples where you have seen fraud so in this election? These people are so fucking stupid. 30 seconds. 
Mr. You just Rappel. got 30 more seconds. Where, where have we seen fraud? Yes. Well, Specific. let's start with the most recent action by the Supreme Court. When they deemed that when they deemed the drop boxes illegal, it wasn't just for that day on July 8th of 2022, it was back in November 3rd of 2020. So they've been illegal then, they were illegal then, they've been, they're illegal now and they'll be illegal going forward. And there was hundreds of thousands of ballots that were stuffed into those boxes. Now think about this for a second. You got black and white, and now, now it's all gray. You don't know where the line is between legal and illegal. All right, we'll leave it at that. Just to set the record state, the state Supreme Court ruled that the law does not allow drop boxes. They didn't suggest that people who voted that way voted illegally. So let's... Hey, dumbasses. Does that guy ever listen to himself? Drop boxes are illegal. People voted in drop boxes, thus being illegal votes. This is not fucking complicated. God. The, the way they spin this shit drives me fucking nuts, dude. Let me let me play. Let this go. Man, I hate these fucking people, dude. Because that's how they spin their narratives. They go to, they go to college to learn how to spin doctor those facts. It's fucking retarded, dude. Let's go to Mr. Michaels and former President Donald Trump. Hey, this. I'm just telling you what the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled here. So, Mr. Michaels, former President Donald Trump has endorsed your campaign. Will decertifying be your priority if elected? If so, what specific evidence do you have from this Gableman review to suggest any widespread voter fraud? Everywhere I go on the campaign trail, people are always asking me, Tim, was the election fixed? Was it rigged? I get really upset about this issue. Why? When I took that oath of office, I swore to uphold and defend the Constitution. That's not a 12-year commitment for the 12 years as I was on active duty as an Army Ranger. That's a lifelong commitment. I want to make sure that we don't have these questions ever again in Wisconsin. These election fraud issues should have been fixed in previous administrations, but here we have a mess right now. And I will work. I will work with the legislature and we will get those bills right that Tony Evers vetoed. I will make sure that we have election integrity. No more Zuckerbucks, no more out-of-state billionaires coming in and taking over our election process. No more unmanned ballot boxes, no more ballot harvesting, and no more indefinitely confined status. You know, this is America. You have to show an ID for so many things. To get on an airplane, to buy alcohol, whatever. There's nothing wrong with saying you should show an ID again so that you don't have a ballot mailed to you for the Mr. Michaels, thank you. But will you, will you make, will you make decertifying the 2020 presidential election a priority in, if you're elected? It, it, it's not a priority. My priorities are election integrity, crime reduction, and education reform. Right. And then the And that, Mr. President, is why you don't endorse a candidate that is questionable with regards to his establishment ties. I don't, I don't have any direct evidence about Tim Michaels, but he's getting funding from the RNC. So there you go. Same old shit. Just a different fucking day. Another Paul Ryan. I mean, haven't we learned our lesson on this stuff? No, we don't. We, we just keep, we just keep doing the same shit over and over and over and endorsing Paul Ryan style establishment candidates. And can't, we can't figure out why they keep backstabbing us, huh?
these are closing statements here. Um, let's see here. I, I want to. How much time do I have? We got four minutes left, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna scan some more of this here. Um, <laughs> here we go. Here's this. Let's start here and open a youth offender facility in southeastern Wisconsin, but reopen our northern facility to serve adult offenders, the same thing happened. It was bipartisan agreement. Because I have experience and have served in Madison in roles of executive... She is literally the Gretchen Whitmer of Wisconsin. You know what I'm saying? Put a, put a pretty face up there that can talk and forget it. It's over. She'll probably win. She probably will. There's the most signs you see in Wisconsin is for Rebecca. Before, I believe that I'm the right person to get this done. All right, thank you. Mr. Rantham, you have been in a feud with Speaker Robin Voss saying you wanted to punch him, quote, right in the nose. How will you lead your own party and work across the aisle to bring innovative ideas? How will you work across the aisle to bring innovative ideas to move the state forward for everyone? To set the record straight, I was asked to exit a meeting that I should have been at, and the action to have me do so was an act of a bully. So in expression to the media, I said, the way you treat a bully is you punch him in the nose. I didn't say I wanted to punch him in the nose. I said, you have to push back and say no, and that was oh. my reflection. So that's what I said. That is what he said, but that media doesn't, doesn't allow you to, to, you know, actually talk about that. Um, man, there's this one section here that I, that I meant to, to f spend the time to try to find. And I really wanted you guys to hear it. That's why I'm trying to see if I can find it here. Education. There's a, I'm pretty sure they have a section on, on, um, the, yeah, here it is. I want to hear what they have what they, what they have to say about the virus here. Let me see this. Professionals to areas where we know we're really struggling to get more people treating the people of Wisconsin. Mr. Rantham. This issue is severely dated. And we can stand up here and give you rhetoric and platitude or we can take it by the horns and do something about it. The people we're talking about, all people are God's children. They're all God's children. And for, for those who have much, much is expected. So it's our dutiful obligation to do what we can for them. Having said that, part of the answer to this question is education on the front end to get them job training so they can find gainful employment and have the coverages they need for their health services on their own. I think it's, a, it's an integrity thing. We, have, we need to provide them that opportunity. For those who can't or don't, we have to do something more for them and, and provide more funding so that they can get the health care they need because if their lives are at stake and, and they're important to our society, we've got to take care of that. And it's our dutiful, dutiful obligation. So we need to do more. We need to stop talking about it and get it done. Mm. That's health care, not the virus. Abortion and paid family leave. Topic. I can't read the topic because it has... Oh, I could turn that off. <laughs> Look at that. Abortion and paid family leave. Um, Desertifying, got that. Where is it? Gun and crime laws. I'm not. I'm not gonna be able to find it. Watch. And then these are probably closing arguments or closing statements. 
budget surplus decision 2022. <laughs> Medicaid expansion, no. <laughs> Leadership. Jobs in the economy. Well, I guess I can't. I guess it's, uh, I'm not going to be able to find it. Let me just hear his closing remarks. I'm voting for him. So, I, re- you know, I, I didn't get the chance to spend the time this weekend to really look at this. Three minutes from Tim Ramthune, hopefully the next governor of Wisconsin. And I wasn't in the poll. I wasn't an option in the question. So when you wonder why people are always asking me, Tim, was the election group and it had a businessman for 25 years helping lead the business politicians. I want an outsider. This player's I want retarded, a veteran. sorry. I want a businessman. We need change. I say if you want to keep politics as usual, vote for the usual politicians. This is our time to make a difference and lead Wisconsin and get it headed in the right direction. All right, Mr. Rantham. He'll probably do seconds. a pretty good job, man. The third week of June, there was a poll from the Marquette uh, group, and it had me at 3%. And I wasn't in the poll. I wasn't an option in the question. So when you wonder why the undecideds are so high, because that's where all the Rampton candidate uh, support was. Now, what I bring to the table, ladies and gentlemen, is the real deal. I am the breath of fresh air for what people have been looking for in this job for a long time. Leadership, courage, conviction, passion, sense of urgency. I can get things done quickly because I've proven it, not just in the private sector, for 45 years in multiple organizations, multiple industries, and multiple cultures. Not just one, multiple. You take that to the public service sector. I'm a school board member, just reelected in April for the fourth time, and I didn't even campaign for it because I wanted to see what would happen. Overwhelmingly reelected. Re-elect, Why? Because they know what they got with Brampton. I'll get it done. Thank you. Good stuff from Mr. Brampton this weekend. God bless him. He's, um, you know, Tim Michaels. I, I he'll probably do a fine, now, a good enough 10, job. You know what you I'm saying? Because he's not a bad person, and, and Rebecca's not a bad person either. She'll she's more of the establishment conservative, though, flat out. She'll she's she'll make deals that'll that'll bull your bones with regards to abortion and things like that. And in a time like this, we needed somebody very strong on abortion, and they did they did cover that as well. So, if you guys missed the gubernatorial debate here in Wisconsin, and you are interested, or you want to send it to a friend or a family member to help them make a better decision and help them understand why the decision to vote for Timothy Ramthune is the right one. And, um, you know, I think uh, we can all as the grassroots level, just get p- local people involved. Just tell people to get, just give them the information and tell them why you think that you should pick Mr. Ramthune over Tim Michaels. But nonetheless, we got a battle for, uh, our freedom ahead of us. That is going to be epic. And, um, uh, moving forward here in Wisconsin, I cannot wait till we uh, get maybe some sort of a semblance of a normal style election. Wouldn't that be nice for once? Wouldn't that be nice all around the country? I'm sure I'm not the only one thinking that. 
So there you go. All right, guys, top of the hour. Real quick, uh, don't forget to hit, uh, hit up uncensoreddave.com for the website that you can find out everything, how to get a hold of me, how to help me keep the lights on, the buy me a coffee, and the uh, my pillows links are up there at the website. So check that out when you guys get time. Appreciate you guys very much for your love, support, and prayers. And uh, do me a favor. Tell a friend, tell a family member about the show. Tell, tell people why you'll come over here and watch us. we got a great second half lined up for you guys today. i got about 15, 20 articles to get through. I've only gotten through the three, <laughs> but it was worth spending the time on that today. So we, we uh, the first half we talked about the um, the protests all around the world. So we got video from everywhere, uh, pretty much every country around <laughs> around the globe uh, with protests this weekend. And then we uh, shifted over to talking about um, uh, Ron Watkins and his lack of endorsement from President Trump, and discussed money and politics. And then straight into the gubernatorial debate here in Wisconsin. So that was the first half. The second half, I got a lot to get to. So we're gonna hop to it here pretty quick. I just want to say hello to everyone out there on Rumble. I see you guys over there lurking and, and chatting and hanging out. Ohio's almost as bad as Wisconsin, Stylie girl. I believe that. I really do. You guys had. Uh, Gore should have won that election. Bush freaking stole that election. For instance, that's one example of how how Ohio got screwed so bad. Indie News in the house. What's up, brother? How are you doing, man? I hope all is well. I've been seeing your work out there. You've been doing great work, man. You headed over to Pitt. I'll, if you're there, I'll, if you're there, I'll uh, see you there. So let me know, Indy, if you're still out there hanging out. Good to see you out there, brother. Uh, is you guys have been doing great work over there on Patriot Soapbox, man. If you guys haven't checked out Indie News One, check him out on True Social as well. He's a great dude and he does a lot of great work out there. And he serves this community and he is uh, a great patriot. So much love, Indy. Good to see you out there, Denise. Lurking and listening. Gotcha, gotcha. Good to see you. Even though we can't literally see each other, <laughs> I love Indy too. I miss him. I miss him. It sucks just that the way that all worked out. But in the end, he is doing just fine, which is great to see. All right, let's kick it off here for the second half. I got lots to get to. Yeah, Indy is a good man. Um, where is my – there it is. Dale. Hey, Dale. What's up, man? <laughs> good to see you out there, Dale. Karen Haird, Skeeterberg, Belush. You're dropping them all. You're dropping all kinds of cans on me, bro. Thanks, man. Donkey Punch, my team uh, – Patriot, uh, Donkey Punch again, Liberty Bells, Darth Q, Scorprat, Toria, Belush, and Glenn, all with the gold pills today. 43-45 gold pills in the first half of the day. Thanks again. We're we're trying to we're raising money to send me over to the pit. We I need your help. We were raised about uh, um, about a, th- a thousand so far, maybe eleven hundred or so. And then so we we originally thought that eleven hundred will probably cover it. I'm gonna get my plane ticket bought tonight. Um, but the hotel is a I don't know where the hotel is, and I got a feeling it may end up being a, an expensive hotel stay, so I may need your help on the hotel side. But don't forget, uh, the pit is in a couple weeks here, and I'm looking forward to bringing all the information about the pit and bringing it back to you guys. So thanks again for all your love, support, and prayers. Uh, I appreciate Mojo and all you do as well to, to help um, kick off the fundraiser because you know me. I, I have a hard time doing that, so thanks very much. The pit is Patriot Games with the, um, the man behind – 2000 mules so if you haven't seen 2000 mules yet you you need to watch it just go just search 2000 mules and and check it out it'll make your blood boil but he's the man behind the uh the data and all of that stuff at getting geo tracking cell phone information and and explaining how they used it to figure out uh who who the mules were where they were going to get their ballots from and everything it's a really interesting story uh, he's former special forces uh and he's a great patriot so he's going to be having a something that's called the patriot games and uh a a rally of 
in, they're calling them influencers. I'm not an influencer, just uh, alternative media and influencers that are going to help spread the information out there about 2000 mules. And then also what the plan is moving forward. And we're going to work together moving forward to, um, work with sheriffs and get these people held accountable with a quickness. So that's what the plan is. That's about, it's about as much as I really know. Uh, but that's the bigger picture. So legally same Patriot. If that, if, if you have more, more questions, go ahead and keep asking. Cause I don't really know how to explain it. <laughs> that's in general what it is. It's going to be, um, activating Patriots, uh, grassroots Patriots to get involved in the election and make sure that it is, it is as, as secure as election as possible. And then working with local sheriffs to, uh, get criminals held accountable. Smoke 78 dropping a pit on, dropping a ship on me for the pit. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Or sister. Uh, H2 Maven with a can. Sean Joe with a cookie. And My T Patriot with another phone. Thank you, guys. 7545. You guys are awesome, man. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Let me keep it moving here today. I don't want to keep talking about uh, money because that's. Can we, can we? Can you stop? Can you go away now? My filter is messed up. Now I can't see your guys' comments. I got to fix this. Hold on a sec. Pit on, drop in the... Hey, Skeeterberg, I influence you. I <laughs> uh, appreciate it. Uh, Belushi says, Wisconsin is forever my state. Keep it up so I can go home. Hey, man, we got you, dude. There is a great group of patriots, grassroots patriots here who are deeply involved and have a lot of influence, man, and I just have, are a small part of it, bro. So it is it is awesome to be a part of a great group of patriots here in Wisconsin. Rockford was Rockford, Illinois, my former city where I uh, used to live at and the 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 shithole of Illinois, one of them anyway. Remember when they shut down Cabrini Green in Chicago, that housing project, they moved them all out to West Rockford and yeah, guess how well that went over. Um something happened in the election here and there's there's an obvious explanation for it i mean there's an explanation for everything in elections it's it's not it's usually just at the glitch kind of thing you know but anyways in rockford illinois a glitch that affected 20,000 ballots and jim Haggerty from the rockford register star has the reason let's see what he has to say here winnebago county clerk Lori gunmile says her office will keep an extra close watch on the results in the november 6th general election to avoid the glitch that affected referendum questions on 220 20,000 ballots in June primary. Gunmouth says the snafu was caused by a formatting error that made the ballots made before the ballots were printed. She said it wasn't detected before June 28th because the test ballot passed a pre-printing test and did not show any issues. Is this what happens when you use artificial intelligence to run your elections? On the evening of June 28th, Gunmouth said elections alerted her, election judges alerted her that some of the results in the referendum didn't appear correct. After equipment and supplies came back to the clerk's office the next day, she and her staff looked at the results and noticed that something was off. The numbers showed that every referendum passed by 90% or higher, echoing the judge's concerns. Huh. I don't, I don't, how could that be? I wonder what referendums Rockford was passing, funding referendums for everything, I'm sure, because Rockford is one of the most corrupt areas in the country, and uh, the, the county and everything, is just, it's just a mess, dude. We were perplexed because everything ran perfectly in the pretest. Gumhouse says she figured out what was wrong when compared a test ballot with one handed out at the polls, the ballots where the referendums were weren't the same. Gumhouse said after the test, before the ballot went to print, the county's vendor changed the font in the referendum section. 
causing certain words to drop to the next line, making the voting machines unable to correctly tabulate the results. The county's vendor. I wonder, wonder who the county's vendor is. Anyone want to take a wild guess on that one? You'll find out you'll know exactly who it is. The circles moved down so they weren't reading accurately, she said. After verifying the error, the supplier rewrote the code to match the printed ballot. Gumbau's office then reran every county ballot in the county through a high-speed tabulator. Sure, that worked fine. Ballots from four precincts that represented all of the referendum questions were also hand-counted, she said. Members of the Democratic and Republican parties, along with members of the state's attorney's office, witnessed the process, so it had to be a good process. We made sure and we reran every ballot just to double check. <laughs> Election day, early voting, vote by mail, Gamal said, adding that the county counted 904 early ballots and 670 mail-in ballots in the primary. After the recount, a Durand property tax referendum was initially reported as approved, actually failed with 67% of the residents voting no. <laughs> because it occurred at the bottom of the ballot, no races involving candidates were affected by the error. No, no, no. That would, no, it's just a glitch. She declined to give the name of the vendor responsible for the glitch, but the company is out of Batavia, and she's never experienced a problem with them in the past, so I don't know how this could have possibly have happened. She said it was also the first time the company has ever made a mistake like this. At least not one that got caught. <laughs> It's the first time they got that they caught the error. So therefore it's the first time that it happened. Obviously, this this isn't this is not a part of the features of these things, is it? <laughs> Will you do me a favor? Will you grab that link and put it in your favorite social media? Tell a friend, tell a family member about this shit that's still going on everywhere you go. B1 car, big winning babe, Abe. Indeed, it is. So much is happening. And thank you for your uh, support. Uh, heading over to the pit, B1 car. I appreciate it. God bless you. There's that article. Grab that article. Dump, dump that into your favorite social media. And be like, what the? It's a feature, not a glitch. <laughs> oh, man. All right. You guys out there lurking and having, having a conversation, just kind of hanging out. Mez, for with dropping a cookie on me, how much do people hate the truth? Well, they crucified him. That's how much. Mez, God bless you. Thank you for the kind, kind words and comments and support. As always, it's good to see you out there. Let's keep it moving here today. Coming from Rockford to Cheryl Atkinson's timeline of collusion against Trump. I figured this was worth uh, spending about 10 minutes on uh, to get this on, on the record today. You guys are probably well well aware of it in some cases, but maybe putting it into a, a timeline like this with uh, Cheryl Atkinson's comments would be worth reading. So here we go. To learn about Ukraine's role, search this post for the word Ukraine without the E at the end to return results for both Ukraine and Ukrainian. Interesting. It's easy to find timelines uh, that detail Trump-Russia collusion developments. Here are the links that I recommend. PolitiFacts and Washington Post. <laughs> yeah. On the other side, evidence has emerged that makes it clear there were organized efforts to collude against candidate Donald Trump and then President Trump. For example, anti-Russian Ukrainians allegedly helped coordinate and execute a campaign against Trump in partnership with the DNC and news reporters, anti-Russian Ukrainians. And I'm sure that, that FSB and president Putin knew nothing about it. 
A Yemen-born ex-British spy reportedly delivered political opposition research against Trump to reporters, Senator John McCain and the FBI, the latter of which used the material in part to obtain wiretaps against one or more of Trump-related associates. There were orchestrated leaks of anti-Trump information and allegations to press, including by ex-FBI director James Comey, yeah, the leaker-in-chief. The U.S. intel community allegedly engaged in questionable surveillance practices and politically motivated unmaskings of U.S. citizens, including Trump officials. Alleged conflicts of interest have resurfaced regarding FBI officials who cleared Hillary Clinton for mishandling classified information and who investigated Trump's alleged Russia ties. So, it's not so easy to find a timeline pertinent to the investigations into these events. Here is a work in progress. Please note that nobody cited has been charged with wrongdoing or crimes unless the charge is specifically referenced. So again, this is just a timeline of, of the investigation. 2011. Here we go. A U.S. intelligence community vastly expands its surveillance authority, giving itself permission to spy on Americans who do nothing more than mention a foreign target in a single discrete communication. Intel officials also began storing and entering into searchable database sensitive intelligence on U.S. citizens who communicate are accidentally or incidentally captured during surveillance of foreign targets. Prior to this point, such intelligence was supposed to be destroyed to protect the constitutional privacy rights of U.S. citizens. However, it's required that na- uh, it's required that names U.S. citizens be hidden or masked, even inside U.S. intelligence agencies, to prevent abuse. 2012, July 1st, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton improperly uses unsecured personal email domain to email President Obama from Russia. 2013, FBI interviews U.S. businessman Carter Page, who lived and worked in Russia, regarding his ongoing contacts with Russians. Page reportedly tells FBI agents their their time would be better spent investigating Boston Marathon bombing, which FBI Andrew McCabe helped lead, by the way. Peter Page later claims his remark promptly prompts FBI retaliatory campaign against him. The FBI under McCabe will later uh, wiretap Page after Page becomes a Donald Trump campaign advisor. FBI secretly records suspected Russian industrial spy Yevgeny Burakov. It's later reported that Page helped the FBI build the case. September 4th, 2013, James Comey becomes director, succeeding Robert Mueller. 2014, Russia invades Ukraine. Ukraine steps up hiring of U.S. lobbyists to make its case against Russia and obtain U.S. aid. Russia also continues its practice of using U.S. lobbyists. Ukraine forms a National Anti-Corruption Bureau as a condition to receive U.S. aid. The National Anti-Corruption Bureau later signs uh, evidence-sharing agreement with the FBI related to Trump-Russia probe. Ukrainian-American Alexandra Chalupa, a paid consultant for the Democrat National Committee, begins researching lobbyist Paul Manafort's Russia ties. FBI investigates and then wiretaps Paul Manafort for allegedly not properly disclosing related work. FBI fails to make a case, according to CNN, and discontinues the wiretap. In August of 2014, State Department turns over 15,000 pages of documents to Congressional Benghazi Committee, revealing former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton used private server uh, for government email. Her mishandling of classified information on this private system becomes a subject of an FBI probe. In 2015... The FBI opens an investigation into Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe, including for donations from a Chinese businessman and a Clinton Foundation donor. FBI official Andy McCabe meets with Governor McAuliffe, a close Clinton ally, 
Afterwards, McAuliffe Aligned Political Group donates $700,000 to Mr. McCabe's wife for her campaign to become a Democrat state senator in Virginia. The fact that McAuliffe related donations to... Uh, re- the fact, the fact of the McAuliffe-related donations to wife of FBI McCabe, while FBI was investigating McAuliffe and Clinton, later becomes the subject of a conflict of interest inquiry by the Inspector General. On February 9th, 2015, U.S. Senate forms Ukrainian caucus to further Ukrainian interests. Senator John McCain is a member. No name McStain becomes into it, of course. On March 4th, 2015, New York Times breaks the news about Clinton's improper handling of classified email as Secretary of State. In internal emails, Clinton campaign chairman and former Obama uh, advisor John Podesta suggests Obama withheld Clinton's emails from Congressional Benghazi Committee under executive privilege. March of 2015, Attorney General Loretta Lynch privately directs FBI Director James Comey to call FBI Clinton probe a matter rather than an investigation. Comey follows the instruction, though he later testifies that it had made him queasy. Uh-huh. Whatever. March 7th, he still did it. March 7th, 2015, President Obama says he first learned of Clinton's improper email practices through news reports. <laughs> Bullshit. Such a fucking flat-out liar. Clinton campaign staffers privately contradict that claim, emailing, it looks like President Obama just said he found out Hillary Clinton was using her personal email when he saw it on the news. Clinton aide Cheryl Mills responds, we need to clean this up. President Obama has emails from Clinton's personal email account. Oh, dope. May 9th. Uh, 19th, 2015, Justice Department Assistant Attorney General for Legislative Affairs Peter Kadzik emails Clinton campaign chairman John Podesta from a private email account, Gmail account, to give them a heads up involving congressional questions about the Clinton email. Summer of 2015, DNC computers are hacked, quote unquote, by internal government resources because Hillary Clinton thought thought, uh, she had somebody on her team that was spying on her. So she used government resources in the DNC and the uh, Department of Homeland Security to hack her own people. Nice, right? September 2015, Glenn Simpson, a co-founder of political opposition research firm Fusion GPS, is hired by conservative website Washington Free Beacon to compile negative research on presidential candidate Donald Trump and other Republicans. In October 2015, President Obama uses a confidentiality tradition to keep his Benghazi emails with Hillary Clinton's secret. October 12, 2015, FBI Director James Comey replaces head of FBI Counterintelligence Division New York Field Office with Louis Bladell. On October 22nd, 2015, Adam Shithead, Schiff, Watermelonhead himself publicly states that Clinton is not under criminal investigation. Oh, good to know. Nice October surprise there, Shithead. Clinton testifies to the House Benghazi Committee. What difference does it make? October 3rd, 23rd, 2015, Clinton campaign chair John Podesta meets for dinner with small group of friends, including the top Justice Department official, Peter Kazik. Late 2015, Democratic operative Chalupa expands her political opposition research about Paul Manafort to include Trump's ties to Russia. She occasionally shares her findings with officials from the DNC and the Clinton campaign. December 4th, 2015, Donald Trump is beating his nearest Republican presidential competitor by 20 points in the latest poll. And then on December 9th, FBI Director James Comey replaces the head of the FBI Counterintelligence Division in the Washington field office with Charles Cable. December 3rd, 23rd, 2015, FBI Director Comey names Bill Priestep, the Assistant Director of the Counterintelligence Division. Nice freaking timing, isn't it? Bill Priestep is just a good little plant, isn't he? We'll just let him grow over there in the Counterintelligence Division, won't we? 
2016, Obama officials vastly expand their searches through the NSA database for Americans and the con- content of their communications. In 2013, there were 9,600 searches involving 195 Americans. But in 2016, there were o- over 30,355 searches of 5,288 Americans, including patriots, journalists, veterans, investigative reporters, and just your average schmoes. Justice Department Associate Deputy Attorney General Bruce Orr meets with Fusion GPS uh, Christopher Steele, the Yemen-born ex-British spy leading anti-Trump political opposition research in the beginning of 2016. January of 2016, Democratic operative Ukrainian-American Chalupa tells a senior DNC committee official that she feels there's a Russia connection with Trump. Ah, nice. In January 29th of 2016, FBI Director Comey promotes Andy McCabe to FBI Deputy Director. McCabe takes takes the lead on the Clinton probe, even though his wife received nearly $700,000 in campaign donations through a Clinton ally, Terry McAuliffe, who was also under FBI investigation. March of 2016, Clinton campaign chair John Podesta email gets hacked because his password was password. Nice work, John Podesta. FBI interviews Carter Page again. Carter Page is named as one of the Trump campaign foreign policy advisors. In March 2nd of 2016, FBI Director Comey replaces the head of intelligence division of the Washington field office to Gerald Roberts Jr. On March 11th of 2016, Russian Yevgeny Borkanovich, Borkanovich, something like that, pleads guilty to spying in FBI case that Carter Page reportedly assists with. March 25th of 2016, Ukrainian-American operative for the DNC, Chalupa, meets with top Ukrainian officials at Ukrainian embassy in Washington, D.C. to expose ties between Trump, top campaign aide Paul Manafort, and Russia, according to Politico. Chalupa previously worked for the Clinton administration. Ukrainian embassy proceeds to work directly with reporters researching Trump, Manafort, and Russia to point them in the right directions, according to an embassy official, through other officials later deny engaging in election-related activities. Yeah, right. (sighs) Yukonovich doesn't know it. There's the Yukonovich right there. Here we go. March 29th, 2016. Trump campaign hires Paul Manafort as a manager of the July Republican convention. March 30th of 2016. Ukrainian American Democratic operative Alexandra Chalupa briefs the DNC staff on Russia ties to Paul Manafort and Trump. With the DNC's encouragement, Chalupa asked Ukrainian embassy to arrange a meeting with Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko to discuss Manafort's lobbying for Ukraine's former president, Viktor Yukonovich. The embassy declines to arrange a meeting but becomes helpful in trading info and leads. Ukrainian embassy officials and Democratic operative Chalupa coordinate an investigation with Hillary's team into Paul Manafort, according to a source in Politico. This effort reportedly includes working with the U.S. media. When exactly was that color revolution in Ukraine that uh, Hillary Clinton's State Department helped organize? 2015, I think. April of 2016, there was a second breach of the DNC computers. Washington Free Beacon breaks off a deal, breaks an off deal with uh, Glenn Simpson's using GPS for political opposition research against Trump. Clinton campaign and DNC committee lawyer um, Mark Elias, Elias and his law firm Perkins Coy hire Fusion GPS for anti-Trump political research project. Ukrainian member of the parliament, Olga Bakova, 
reportedly seeks meetings with five dozen members of U.S. Congress and reporters, including former New York Times reporter Judy Miller, David Sanger of the New York Times, David Ignatius of the Washington Post, and Washington Post editorial page editor Fred Hyatt. April 5th, 2016, convicted spy Burakov is turned over to Russia. In the week of April 6th, 2016, Ukrainian-American operative Chalupa and the Office of uh, Representative Mary Kaptur, Democrat in Ohio, co-chair of the Congressional Ukrainian Caucus, discussed possible congressional investigation or hearing on Paul Manafort's Russia by September. Chalupa begins working with investigative reporter Michael Isakov, according to her later account, on April 10th of 2016. How much longer is this? Holy crap. I had no idea how how far this goes. <laughs> that that kind of sets that that leads into the until 2016, you know what I'm saying? Um let me see if she has a summary here at the end cuz and then I'll just get this over there to you guys cuz this is starting to get you know what I'm saying like Where's she does a great job on this, but let's see. Let's let's do 20. Let's just go 20. Skip forward to 2020. On January 7th of 2020, prosecutors reversed their earlier recommendation recommendation for no prison time for General Flynn and asked for up to six months for General Flynn. On January 16th, 2020, Flynn files a motion to withdraw his guilty plea. January 23rd, the Department of Justice finds that two of its wiretaps against former Trump campaign and volunteer Carter Page were improperly obtained and are therefore invalid. February 10th of 2020, the Justice Department asks asks a judge to sentence Trump associate Roger Stone for seven to nine years in prison for lying about his communications with WikiLeaks. February 11th, 2020, the Department of Justice reduces its recommendation for prison time to Stone after President Trump and others criticized the initial misrepresentation of as excessive. Stone receives three years and four months. February 20th, 2020, Prump appoints Richard Grinnell as the acting director of national intelligence. Grinnell begins facilitating the release of long withheld documents regarding FBI actions against Trump associates. March 31st. A Justice Department Inspector General's analysis of more than two dozen wiretap applications from eight FBI field offices over two months finds we do not have confidence that the Bureau followed standards to ensure the accuracy of wiretap requests. April 3rd, FISA court asked FBI to review whether its wiretaps are valid in light of information about the problems and abuses. April 29th, newly released documents show FBI officials prior to their original interview with Flynn discussing whether the goal was to try to get him to lie or get him fired so that he could be prosecuted. May 7th, the Department of Justice announces the decision to drop the case against Flynn. That is the end of uh, the timeline there. In between, you know, there's two years of... It would take forever to get through it. But nonetheless, Cheryl Atkinson was some good stuff. I'll drop that over there on social media later on today if you guys want to see more about that timeline. But I thought it was pretty interesting that the way she put this all together because she hits on some key points that that we should probably investigate more. If you guys want that link now, let me know, and I will get that out there to you. All right, let's move on to revolutions and realignments from Tony B. This is interesting. What else do I have here today? What time is it? 5.30? I'm not going to have time for that one. I think Josh Human might be covering that one tonight. So that'll be cool. Styly Girl, is that you? Buying me a cup of coffee today? Thank you. Let me get over to my email here and see what it says. 
Yes, Styler Girl says, keep going, Alan. This will help uh, a little for your trip to the pit. Thank you. Thank you so much, Styler Girl. I appreciate that. You guys are awesome. All right. Here in Wisconsin, I meant to fit this one earlier, dang it. Chuck uh, Wichgerns becomes the third Wisconsin lawmaker to sign on to the decertified 2020 Wisconsin election results. The fraud was too great, he said. A statement from Representative Chuck Wichgers will become the third Wisconsin lawmaker to sign on to decertify the 2020 election results. He made a public announcement on Monday press conference. He joins Timothy Ramthune and Representative Janelle Branchim in signing on to the legislation to decertify the 2020 election results in the state. Yeah, baby. More officials will be announced soon. Good to hear that more people are finally stepping up to it. And there is hopefully more to come. On that, from here in Wisconsin, I'll keep you guys informed. Let you guys know what's going on on that front. Did you know that the the top Democrat on the January sixth committee advises nonprofit tied to Chinese military and the World Economic Forum? Well, of course he does. Benny Thompson was described as the mentor of the figurehead for a China adjacent. Nonprofit that the CCP officials as members, a shadowy organization once ran by the brother of Jeffrey Epstein with ties to the Chinese military is currently advised by several members of the United States Congress, including two prominent members on the House Select Committee on January 6th. Last year, I reported on the inner workings of the elusive Humpty Dumpty Institute, as we have talked about before. A nonprofit organization once under the leadership of Mark Epstein, the brother of Jeffrey Epstein that receives scant attention from the media despite its connections with the United Nations, the U.S. State Department, the Chinese military, and dozens of members of Congress. Hey, silly boy, much love. Good to see you out there. Enrique, what's good, man? My report reveals the organization is partnered with Beijing headquarters Taihe Institute, a Chinese think tank that claims to have research centers operating within the borders of the continental United States and whose key members include top members of the World Economic Forum, multiple high-level officials from the Chinese Communist Party, the People's Liberation Army, including the, inclu- these include WEF Assistant Director Thorsten Jelinek, former PLA Commissar Major General Li Zeitin, China Cyber Space Administration Vice Director Peng Bo, former CC, CPPCC National Committee member Gu Boping, and PLA Air Force Group Captain Wang Haile. Those guys. Despite its ties to China, HDI remains active in Washington, D.C. The current chairman of the organization, Dr. Al Khalafa, Kalafala, intended the exclusive invite-only inauguration of Joe Biden on January 20th and bragged about his friendship with Benny Thompson. <laughs> Kalafa says he had a close relationship with the Democrat House Representative Benny Thompson, who is the chair of the House Select Committee on January 6th and the Homeland Security. Isn't that nice? Thompson, who remains listed as a member of the HDI's Congressional Advisory Board, alongside scores of prominent Democrats, has been focused with Al-Kalafala on several occasions, seemingly in his capacity as an advisor of the organization. In 2015, Thompson and Al-Kalafala were photographed together multiple times. One of the photos taken was a selfie taken in a vehicle. Nice, right? They also met at the U.N. headquarters in 2015. 
and the uh, House Congressional Progressive Caucus, seven members and several staff participated in a series of meetings and briefings with senior U.N. officials. Remember when working for, for the United States government and then with a foreign power was treasonous? Whatever. What? Hot. Imagine this in the times of World War II and you had uh, uh, Japanese officials in the state government. We can never go back to that. Oh, yeah. In the video below, Kalafala can be observed to be what appears to be a Chinese military ceremony. A longtime HDI director, jo- Joseph Marante. Isn't that amazing? All one big happy family. So this idea that uh, the Chinese Communist Party and the World Economic Forum aren't uh, in bed together. There's a lot of holes. You can poke a lot of holes in that narrative. Just saying. Let's keep it moving here. This from our friends across the pond, Denise, I'm sure you've seen this. Christine Anderson, MP, has been chastised by the British media, global media, for daring to dare speak truth. It will go down as the biggest scandal in medical history. And moreover, it will be known as the biggest crime ever committed on humanity. This vaccine campaign, <laughs> it will go down. And unfortunately, she's right. Um, we just got to hope that it's not as bad as we um, as we hope as we think it might get. But there you go. We'll see when the Nuremberg trials start. Then people maybe will stop laughing at me. Coming to us from the Federalist today, a reproductive technology advances. Just because we can doesn't mean we should. Jordan Boyd with a six-minute read here in today's Federalist. Uh, interesting topic in general that we've talked about a lot here on the channel as far as the activism that we talked about, you know, the, the, where science used to be with regards to stem cell research and, you know, selling baby parts and, and harvesting humans for the purpose of baby parts and the billion-dollar industry that is baby parts, you know, We've talked a lot about that, um, and there's so there's an inter- interesting article today in the Federalist that kind of discusses that in the big picture. I've tried, I'm gonna try to fit that one in today, but I said I have so much out there today. I just want to make sure I get through as much of this as possible, and then we'll try to fit one of these uh, longer articles in. Baltimore State's Attorney Marilyn Mosby has lost her re-election bid in the Democrat primary. As you guys know, Baltimore's uh, State's Attorney Marilyn Mosby has been one of those radical scumbag Democrats to ever hold the state's attorney's office, and she'll be gone. Don't forget, she got indicted by a grand jury on federal charges, so there's more to come on that front. She lost her re-election bid uh, to defense attorney Ivan Bates in the Democrat primary after she was indicted by a grand jury on federal charges alleging she used coronavirus hardship as a reason to take money out of her city's retirement account. They are, they're so corrupt, and they're just so brazen. They really believe they can get away with anything, dude. What's up, Matt? Good to see you, brother. Hope all is well, man. <laughs> she She's the one who's, who directed her office to stop prosecuting offenses such as drug possession, prostitution, urinating in public, and more during the coronavirus pandemic in an attempt to stop the virus from spreading. Yeah, because nothing says stop the virus like... Whores pissing all over the the wall streets and 
doing drugs. That ought to help. <laughs> she was the one who uh, spun the Freddie Gray case into a disaster and also tried to, to indict um, officers illegally. Another scumbag leftist out the door. Don't let the door hit in the ass. Coming to us from the uh, Gateway Pundit uh, yesterday, this weekend, Luke Robinson, a.k.a. Ginger Gun, was the... Hey, somebody can somebody get this to Mike Pence, please? Sleigh bells ringing in the house. Can somebody do me a favor and uh, send this article to Mike Pence and his team? Ginger Gun was the only protester filmed with a gun on January 6th. The FBI put him on a most wanted list, but then suddenly took him off. It's funny how that works, isn't it? Mika Judd Jackson is a U.S. Marine war veteran who is currently serving time in Arizona's halfway house after he was arrested and convicted of walking inside the Capitol on January 6th. Mika Judd Jackson pled guilty on one charge in November, parading, demonstrating, or picketing in the Capitol building. Marine veteran... Mika Jackson was sentenced to 90 days in a halfway house, three years probation, and $500 and $1,000 fines. Peacefully walked inside the Capitol, which is a crime if you're a Trump supporter, but not if you're a Democrat supporter. In January, Mika confronted Luke Philip Robinson, a.k.a. Ginger Gun, in Arizona. Robinson was at the January 6th protest. He was the only known protester that day. Out of millions of Trump supporters filmed with a gun. Philip Robinson was put on the FBI most wanted list 343 after the protest. Huh. You know, all kinds of threads about trying to find him and stuff. Daily Beast was extremely proud to uh, discover his identity. But the FBI later removed him from their most wanted list for some reason. Huh. Weird. Where's number 343? It's funny how that works. According to a January 6th defendant, Mika Jackson, Luke Robinson was also wearing an earpiece at the January 6th protests. Luke Robinson is the second January 6er, along with Ray Epps, who was dropped from the FBI's most wanted list. And there are two of the three protesters who had their photos and a number removed from the list. (laughs) Funny how that works, huh? This morning, he confronted the man. This was uh, January 14th, 2022. Ray Epps? No. Because we knew, we knew you were at the Capitol, and we weren't sure if... Uh... You had an earpiece and a firearm, man. That's, that's a, you had a firearm on federal property. That's serious stuff. I got charged with a misdemeanor for parading a picket, and that's a firearm, man. And I met you 10 days after the FBI came to my house yeah, on April 3rd. Okay. I mean, what's going on, man? All right, yeah. What's with the earpiece at the Capitol? Where, who were you talking to? I'll see you guys later. Who were you talking to, you though? actually want to buy this bike or not? No, thank you. Who were you talking to at the Capitol of the earpiece? See you guys later. Hey, man, we're just trying to figure out what's going on. Luke Robinson, number 343, removed from the FBI wanted list. Ten days after the cap, uh, ten days after the FBI came to my house, I met Luke on April 3rd, 2021. And two weeks ago, I found out 
Luke Robinson was moved from 343 on the FBI most wanted list. And he seems he's a nice guy. So who knows, right? Who knows who was all there and who was who were informants of of uh, the DOJ or maybe was was he working? He wasn't working for the military on U.S. soil, right? I'm I'm not sure because I'm pretty sure that in order for the U.S. military to operate on U.S. soil, they gotta have like special permissions by the from the government from the president, things like that. I think I'm pretty sure that's right. <sighs> Something tells me, I don't know who that is. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who did all that. Um, Something tells me with regards to the DOD operating on American soil in and around January 6th is there's going to be more to that story. <laughs> There's going to be more to that story in the future. Trump Trump was right. Again, Trump placed, uh, China placed Huawei equipment atop cell towers on purchased farmland near U.S. military bases that were capable of disrupting and capturing signals. If you watch the show, you know that um, I had an inside edge on this that I knew this was damn well. War manual covers the exemptions. Yeah, I'm not saying he's a, I'm not saying that that dude is a is a bad person or is in, involved in any nefarious activity. I'm asking if the question about DOD operating on U.S. soil around that time, and you know, if 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 that was happening, was there other things like continuity of government and devolution in play too? <laughs> Just asking for a friend. I don't really know. <laughs> I'm just asking questions here. Yep. Huawei. Basically, they turned them into, they would create interference with Verizon or AT&T or other ones. Federal Bureau of Insurrection. I'm rich. Good to see you out there. Um, so what the, the, the one thing you can do is you can, you can get into the side lobe frequencies of your opponents and you can push high power at that, um, at that frequency and it'll drown out the main signal of your opponent. That's one thing they did. Another thing they did was basically turn their, their wireless licenses into stingers. <laughs> Thanks Obama. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. That's how bad the the uh, insurrection into our country has been. You get to go home on Wednesday, Navy vet. Feeling much better. That is awesome. We'll keep the prayers going, brother. Keep the prayers going for Navy vet. I'm glad to hear that, brother. Heading home Wednesday. Good thing, man. That's a good thing. Uh, let's see. Who cares? Says why didn't Trump activate thirteen eight forty eight or did he? That's the question. <laughs> I'm with you. All right, let's keep it moving here. 15 minutes left. A video showing two men, excuse me, video showing two officers pulling a suicidal man off the edge of an interstate overpass. There's been some really amazing uh, police stories out there recently. Um, 
of, of heroic acts by great police officers, man. And it's it's one of the, it's another one of those stories that really never gets highlighted in our well, world tonight, for some, some reason. Quick thinking officers a two minute report a from brave civilian likely Fox saved five. a man's life. <laughs> a man experiencing a mental health crisis threatened to jump off of a bridge onto I-85. Body cam footage captured the tense moments and News Edge reporter Christopher King shows us the critical seconds. A man was about to jump off this bridge. It overlooks I-85. Police and a good Samaritan had to act fast. Take a look. The moment's heart pounding. There was a guy sitting on the ledge. College Park police pulled this man off a bridge, preventing him. Man, he almost didn't get him that first time, too. That would have freaked me the hell out. He was probably sitting there just, you know, watching the traffic go by and drugged out or some shit, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but another good news story by some great Patriots out there in our police force. Also, also from uh, law enforcement today, interesting happenings in Pennsylvania as a Supreme court justice slams Soros funded DA Krasner, another scumbag DA Soros bought and paid for DA for abusive tactics to target an officer. An extraordinary development occurred this past week that many in law enforcement hope is a quickening of the downward spiral of Philadelphia's far-left George Soros-funded District Attorney Larry Krasner. State, State Supreme Court Justice Kevin Doherty, a Democrat, on July 20 charged D.A. Krasner with abusing the grand jury process in his crusade to indict former police officer Ryan Ponal for murder in a racially charged officer-involved shooting. Doherty wrote in a concurring opinion that the district attorney's office under Krasner has been driven by a win at all cost office culture that treats police officers differently than other criminal defendants. Doherty wrote, quote, this is the antithesis of what the law expects of a prosecutor. Doherty added that under the law, a prosecutor is supposed to be a minister of justice. A formal admonishment was one of the two losses Krasner, who is being threatened with impeachment by a state house of representatives suffered on the same day in a four two four two majority opinion. The state Supreme court ruled against the DA's office on a key issue in the Ponal case. In his ruling, the Supreme Court upheld earlier uh, ruling by the state superior court that said the DA's office could not retroactively rewrite a law defining justifiable use of deadly force by a police officer so that the former officer Pona could be convicted of murder. In his unsuccessful appeals, the DA's office attempts to circumvent the Pennsylvania statute, which states a police officer is justified in using deadly force only when he believes such force is necessary to prevent death or serious bodily injury to himself or another person. The law further states that the officer must believe such force is necessary to prevent the arrest from being defeated by resistance or escape, or if the suspect has committed or attempted a forcible felony or is attempting to escape and, uh, and possesses a deadly weapon. And that's exactly what happened, said Derek Jacobs, the, de the detective who investigated the Powell case, Ponal case. On behalf of the Philadelphia Police Department, the opinion of Detective J Jacobs, who is black, was, was a problem for Krasner who then tried to retroactively change the law so that he could prosecute Officer Ponal. In his concurring opinion, Justice Doherty said, the DA's handling of Ponal's case, who was steeped in prosecutorial misconduct, among the issues, the justice said, was the fact that uh, Krasner's office didn't fully inform the grand jury of the law involving justifiable use of force by an officer.
the attack on our law enforcement in this country and the attack on the rule of law in this country by Soros bought and paid for DAs should be considered a act of war or an act of attack. I don't know something. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> it It's bad. Okay. I think it's really bad. <laughs> But seriously, I mean, Soros should be considered an enemy of the United States and an enemy combatant at the very least. James Lindsay wrote wrote an article today in the uh, Epoch Times yesterday. He's the author of Race, Marxism, and other books challenging woke narratives, has taken a environmental, social, and governance scores into the crosshairs. James Lindsay says ESG is a weapon in the hands of social justice warriors to shake down corporations and a tool in the hands of those seeking to impose a one world government. Lindsay told NTD's The Nation Speaks program in a recent interview that the ESG scoring system was initially conceived as a way for investors to track the likelihood of a corporation would be a good bet for investment over a long term. In the early 2000s, a few socially minded social activist investors got together and thought up of this idea. Uh huh. It's probably the case the companies that are in bad environmental policy and bad social responsibility and bad corporate governance are going to be bad bets in the long term investment because the new world order is going to be a public private partnership where corporations force social justice down on you. And if your company doesn't comply, suddenly you can't get loans. Funny how that works. Suddenly, you all of your. Uh, investors pull out and that's how they do it. Keeping it moving here today as we're down to about seven minutes left. CDU's in the house, not only of the States where we go, when we go all worldwide, indeed the top U S exports and imports by state. I thought it was interesting. You'll find this on the social media later tonight here in Wisconsin. It's aircraft, Michigan vehicles. Let's see what we have here. Texas. Oh, petroleum. Big surprise there. Big surprise. Coming out of us from, from California, the biggest exporter, vehicles. <laughs> Good work, California, with that uh, <laughs> with that global warming policies. California sells the most, exports the most vehicles. Any, anyway, that'll be on social media later if you want to check that out. He holds dual citizenship. There you go, Aurelius Locke. Good to see him. Sea Dragon's out there hanging out as well. Good, much love. Land of waste, American landfills by state. Did you know that uh, each American produces 1,700 pounds of waste a year and making the United States the world's most wasteful country? (laughs) We do suck at that. Have you ever noticed that? Although I will say this, I recycle double what I throw away now. So there's that. We do have a great uh, recycling policy things, but we we also have a landfill crisis. Approximately half of the yearly waste will meet its faith, its fate in one of the more 2,000 active landfills across our country. Why? Is there a reason why we haven't figured out how to, how to do something with our waste besides, you know, putting into a big fucking pile <laughs> and covering it over with dirt? We all the, we can go to the moon. We can go to the Mars. We can go freaking anywhere that you want to do. We can we can figure out how to do anything in this in this country, but we have not figured out how to just 
make piles of our waste and cover it in dirt. <laughs> Cautious observer hanging out there, dropping a cookie on me. Great show as always. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Here in Wisconsin, 51.8 tons of waste. That's awesome. That is awesome. Tons of waste in landfills per person. 51 tons. Yikes. Why are we one of the biggest? Look at all these Midwestern states with the biggest. Whereas Minnesota has 18 tons. I mean, how does that work? Why why are some states 10 times worse than others? That's weird. Interesting. I thought it was another interesting little kind of tidbit. You know what I'm saying? But just more on the discussion of, can we figure out something to do with our trash? Jeez. An article that I really needed to get to today, and I will I will piggyback on this one tomorrow. What is Adam Shift hiding? Shift tucked an amendment into the National Defense Authorization Act that would prohibit any evidence collected in violation of the Posse Comitatus Act from being used in investigations. Why? <laughs> Given the discussion about, uh, you know, sending it to space. <laughs> That's a good idea. Just turn the moon into our... <laughs> now let's let's actually you know how about we just send them into the into the sun we could send spaceships of trash to the sun and then we'll probably blow the sun up or something <laughs> turn the lights off forever um i'm gonna save this one for next week and uh we'll, we'll or for tomorrow excuse me we'll, we'll talk more about shift the department of defense and stuff tomorrow i got some other stuff on that front that i wanted to get to but you know how mondays are there's just so much stuff out there we just kind of hop around on all the different topics and make sure you guys see what's going on out there i mean we have so many landfills that are next to all the water and, and rivers around here too you know what i mean it's we, we could not have planned out where to put landfills in our in our country in worse spots you know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. Q&A holes dropping a 250 gold pills on me. Semper five, brother. Uh, Liz Cheney gets caught openly lying about Trump's request for 20,000 National Guard on January 6th. She got caught this weekend. <laughs> it's freaking hilarious. I, I'm pretty sure you guys have all seen it out there already. But, um, yeah, oops. There's that. That's out there today. This one's out there, too. Antifa terrorist Alyssa Azar panics because the fbi are requesting records from facebook well really you mean there is there is news on the antifa front these people are going to be held accountable they're 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 in absolute panic mode over this so andy no uh highlighting that out there today According to one of the extremist nut jobs, Alyssa Azar, Facebook is reportedly cooperating with the Federal Bureau of Investigation by providing personal messages and emails from fascists, anti-fascists currently <laughs> under scrutiny. Nice. Andy No out there still doing his work, highlighting all he can with regards to Antifa out there. So something tells me there's more to come on that front as well. Checking in with the FCC today, FCCED today to see if there's anything new that we missed uh, from last week. Guatemala's former economics minister pleads guilty to using Miami bank accounts. Film producer pleads guilty in a fraud investment scams. South Africa, President Ramaphosa to face subpoena over from over Fala Fala Farm. (laughs) I'm going to read that again. President Ramaphosa to face subpoena over Fala Fala Farm. I have no idea, but that's... (laughs) 
And then we left off last week. Ex-City ex uh, Cincinnati Council Member PG Stittenfield found guilty of bribery and extortion. And Credit Suisse agrees to pay bondholders $22.6 million in a bribery case. Credit Suisse stuff still, still dropping every single day out there. It's freaking hilarious to watch that stuff. Checking in with the Department of Justice as we wrap up the show today, see if they figure out how to do justice. I'll go ahead and release the scratch off for you guys today. Thanks for joining me here today over there on the Foxhole and all the platforms as well. The Department of Justice has this today. Staffing company pleads guilty over payroll tax climb. CEO of Titanium Blockchain pleads guilty to $21 million in cryptocurrency fraud scheme. Uh, the EPA filed a settlement over Colorado bullshit, clean air violations, whatever. Uh, DOJ files a lawsuit, proposed consent decrees to end long-running conspiracy to suppress worker pay at poultry plants. <laughs> I thought that was the purpose of our illegal immigration system there, DOJ. Anyways, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland calls Mexico Secretary of State, blah, 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 blah. That's where we left off last week, so nothing really new in the Department of Justice uh, today either. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys very much. Thank you all for coming to hang out again on this on this beautiful day. Monday, the 25th of July, we're already coming into uh, primary season as big in August. So lots of primaries coming up through August and September. And then going into October, uh, we got about three months of some serious fun headed our way this way. So stay with me, stay positive, stay in the light, and do me a favor, spread love and spread the, the word of God. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. Thank you for joining me today. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow, 5 Eastern, 4 Central, for another edition of Uncensored Day. God bless you all. Have a great evening. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.